Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we're on episode... <laughs> You're not doing another I'm sorry, thing. No, no, I'm not. And today we are on episode 81. 81, lots of fun. <laughs> it came out kind of Australian, which is weird. Because every accent I try and do always comes out slightly Nigerian. Can you do that? I'm not going to try. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, we're not going anywhere today. We're having a staycation. We crack on? Crack on. Okay. There is something for everyone in an Irish legend. A bit of a tall tale, maybe, but who doesn't love a bit of magic? But is it a tall tale at all if there is proof that a place existed? Well, kind of. High Brazil is a mythical island said to exist off the coast of Ireland. Legend has it that High Brazil is to Ireland what Atlantis is to ancient Greek text. Now you can look for it, but you won't find it today. No traces of the island exist. But it supposedly sat in the North Atlantic Ocean, about 321 kilometres or 200 miles off the coast and it began appearing on maps from 1325 to the 1800s. And of course, because we're Irish and we don't like to let go of the magic, the myth still exists. But the question remains, did the island ever really exist? Or is it a product of ancient lore and tall tales? Although this island is more commonly known as High Brazil, it has many other names that sound similar just from different places and times. High Brasil, High Brazil, High Brasil, Brazil, and Brasil. All commonly seen when referencing the island on maps off the Irish coast. Now, what a word means and where it derives from are two different things. So a direct translation of the word Brasil is Brazil, as in the country. But the name of the island is derived from the Irish word Brasil, meaning High King of the World. As the story goes, the island is perpetually covered in thick fog and is invisible to the naked eye from the mainland or high seas. Except one day every seven years when the fog is said to dissipate and expose this beautiful Eden that exists in the North Atlantic Ocean. The only problem is is that even when the island gives a wink and a smile, you still can't get to her. The island is impossible to reach. And although this is an Irish legend, the legend has been the topic of discussion for centuries throughout Europe. There are many myths surrounding this fantasy island, but in comparison to, say, the lost city of Atlantis, High Brazil is, in fact, far more documented, with more first-person accounts on record. Some have even said that High Brazil is the home of the gods of Irish folklore. Now others say that it's some idealised advanced civilization run by monks and priests who possess ancient knowledge and live in a paradise. And although I've come to terms with the fact that I will never see it in my lifetime, others have tried. Over the centuries, explorers and adventurers have set sail in search of High Brazil. In 1480, John Jay Jr. left Bristol of England on a journey to find the illustrious island, only to come back two months later, having failed to find, let alone touch, its shores. In 1481, two more ships, the Trinity and the George, left from Bristol on an exhibition to find High Brazil, but they had no success either. There are, however, some who claim to have been more successful. 
There is a record from 1497 that a Spanish diplomat, Pedro de Ayala, claims that John Cabot, an Italian navigator, had, quote, discovered in the past by the men from Bristol who found Brazil, end quote. I know that sounds very much like my neighbour down the road said that his dad's work colleague said that his wife and so on, so on. But it does suggest that there had been men from the Bristol boats who had set foot on High Brazil. Again, in 1674, it seems that the mythical island was reached. It is said that on passing the Atlantic from France to Ireland, Scottish sea captain John Nesbitt spotted High Brazil and sent men ashore to bask in the glory of its golden shores. After Nesbitt's success, more explorers were inspired to reach High Brazil. Captain Alexander Johnson was the next to return successfully from the mysterious island. Claims by Nesbitt that large black rabbits and a mysterious magician inhabited the island were confirmed by Johnson and the authenticity of High Brazil was cemented. Sadly, as time moved on, reputable reports of sightings dwindled. The last report of the island was in 1872 by Robert O'Flaherty and T.J. Westrop. As an accomplished antiquarian, folklorist and archaeologist, because who wants to only be good at one unique thing, Westrop claims he not only reached the island, but he also brought his entire family with him. Westrop's claims that he saw the island appear and vanish before his eyes are still disputed. As time marched on, the multiple failed attempts to reach the island overshone the previous successful pursuits, and the legend of High Brazil slowly started to fade back into the mist. Soon, maps began to exclude the island in the Atlantic Ocean, and the island would be left to become the stuff of legend. The island has appeared in different ways on different maps by different travellers under different names. A record of the island first appeared on an early map in 1325 by the Genoese cartographer Angelino Dulcert. In 1375, it was captured on the Catalan Atlas, but as two separate islands. It exists under one name, Isla de Brazil. A map curated in 1436 by the Venetian cartographer Andrea Bianco showed the name Sola de Brazil, and then in 1595 it appeared again in the Ortelius map of Europe and Europa Mercator map. The final time we see La Brazil on a map is in 1865 and it was referred to as Brazil Rock. It was consistently viewed as a round landmass intersected by a river channel running east to west. But as the island was becoming impossible to reach, most cartographers stopped featuring it. There is a possibility that this island once existed, when sea levels were much lower, but many people doubt it ever existed, considering its origins to be fanciful. Personally, I prefer the legend. Beautiful island, completely invisible, unless you live there of course, only to reveal itself to others once every seven years. There's something quite romantic about that for me. I thought that was a really good story. That was interesting. And what got me was maps, because you know me and maps. I do like yes, a good map. Yes, you do like a good map. For anyone who doesn't know, Stephen's into into. <laughs> you're not into your. It's your employment. Yeah. It's not like you're nerding over maps. Do you nerd over maps? Little sometimes. A little bit. A, li- a, little, a little bit. I do like that. I love. I love getting lost on a map. And like I said, that happened with um, Lionheart Castle, the one in New Zealand that we covered. I got mm. completely lost on Street View. 
Yeah. But to be fair, it was New Zealand, so it was beautiful. Uh, would you like to see some pictures? Oh, show me the pictures. Stephen, do you honest to God think I have pictures of a mystical island? That would be amazing. Did I get you? I owe you so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We will be taking a break from <laughs> episodes for the next several months. Um, no, it, it, there's... um. There is a place, now you might be able to fill me in more on this, and I know I've spoken about this with my dad, but my dad doesn't listen to the podcast, so I know he's not going to be cursing me out of it. There is a place that during a certain time of the year, certain temperatures, uh, where a whole mirage of this particular city just appeared in the sky. And I know what's all to do with, like, you probably know a little bit about, like, pressures and stuff like that, and heat and cold and how it all might meet. But it literally looks like there's a city in the clouds. There's YouTube videos of it. People are like, oh my God, there's a city in the sky. And I'm like, it's actually a mirage of a city that does exist across the water from where they were. Yeah. And it just projected nearly this, re- the city in the clouds. It's reflection and refraction and the mirage effect. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? But like, I mean, there's been times where, in particular, from here to the next town over, because some of the roads are quite straight and they're very, very lovely. They're such, they're such a nice road because they're like in the last say five years they've mm. been newly termicadent because some of them are so straight on really really hot days it literally looks like I'm about to just go over like a sheen of water or when I'm going over the crest of the hill it looks like I'm about to go off into absolute nothing even though I know it's a hill I still kind of panic every time I'm going over it so it's crazy what optical illusions happen due to heat and rain and all these different pressures and like so I'd say I mean, 200 miles. What about say it was 200 miles? Yeah, 321 kilometers or 200 miles off the coast of anywhere. You wouldn't exactly expect to see anything with the naked eye. And these are all going back to say 13, 14, 1500s, where I don't even know if a sexton existed then. Yeah. Um, so oh, Johnny Sexton didn't come about till then. Yeah, But it's just it's mad to think that sailors. Like this is why I love accounts and there's there's so few that the ones that do exist people question them but like when sailors were like oh I swear I saw a mermaid and then other people are like it was that other animal that humanity humanity I, I understand from the waist down yes it might look the same but obviously if they have female features or male features or like human features on the top you know but it's just it's so nice to see a lot of documentation like that's a lot given how long ago it was that's a couple of different accounts yeah. and it's first hand accounts it's not just like I said my neighbour's dog walker's friend said that he's heard from his blah 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 it's all first hand accounts um, but I don't know <laughs> this is going to sound very contradictory because I believe in everything I think everything is there's a possibility that anything could happen is it a case that someone found out that you know oh such and such said that he saw it let's go on an expedition and then they all made a pact on the way home they were like lads we've been out here for two months and we got sponsored because that's how expeditions happened back then you had to get money from you had to get backing from somewhere we've been out here two months should we just say that we saw it and then the next group that went out did the same thing and the next group it's kind of like the island went viral basically but in in the 13 14 and 1500s what are you looking for <laughs> got it it's only a tiny little circle um it was originally thought that it was two separate islands but it's actually one island separated through the middle with a canal or a river or well like i'm looking at it i'm looking at this picture here right and Ireland 
is not geo-referenced correctly. No, not at all. Nor is the UK. Not at all. So the actual distance between Ireland and High Brassel is questionable, and the shape is questionable, and everything about this map is questionable. But it's it's there. It's they're showing it. Oh, that looks like Ireland has melted. That's, <laughs> that's what that map. She's is looking like. like a melted welly, yeah. so she is. So I saw the details. It looks like slightly less melted there. But even from when I was in school, like when I was in primary school you know the way all of your a4 copy books usually had a map of ireland on the front of it yeah i'd say even in the last 20 30 years the landscape and maps that we have now have changed so much because we have google maps and we're able to have satellite views like to a device on our phone if you had told me that when i was like six i would have thought oh my god you're a crazy person you mean you're like my dad you're watching too much star trek and my dad's sitting there going um well they had tricorders and they were flip and then the motorola razor came out my dad was like there you go did you? I had one. Well, I wanted a pink one. My sister one. had one and then I took it off her and it was a pink one. Was it a pink one? I'm so raging. You even had a pink one and I didn't. I wanted a pink one. My friend had a pink one. I had the black one. We were just kind of like the Razor sisters. And then we realised that made us sound like serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Um, so did anyway. Did you manage to come up with any characters? No. Or was it all the characters from Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, just all of them. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I didn't fall down a rabbit hole. Um, because. <laughs> and let me, let me explain to those who don't know. Uh, or maybe don't follow us on social media. Uh, I went to the zoo with the kids on Friday, which is really lovely because they're starting to become far more aware of things. As long as they're moving, they don't like the tigers because the tigers were very lazy on Friday because it was hot, but they skipped their nap. So neither Stephen or I have had a proper night's sleep since Friday. So. 2020. <laughs> a whole year before the children were born. Um. I'm not too sure I was any pregnant then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I didn't get much sleep then either. So today's story was pretty much thrown together, and I will give. I, I always include the notes, or I always include the links in the show notes. But I will give a massive shout out to a YouTube page that I kind of tend to go to for all of the Irish stuff that I want, want to cover. It's called Our Legends. I've used them before for. I definitely used him for. Remember the Avertalk episode, the Irish vampire. And then I used him again for, I was going to say the Headless Horseman, but that's the Americanized one. Yeah. Uh, the Dullahan. But he, he's amazing. I pretty much adapted from him. And he, he's actually really good at telling the Irish stuff. I'd love to cover more Irish stuff. The only problem with the Irish stuff is, unless I can physically go to a museum and get my hands on stuff, I don't know where to look for it online. So yeah. if anyone has any advice on how to get more I love folklore. I love listening to podcasts and YouTube videos and just reading articles about Irish history. I do. That's the rabbit hole I fall down. And then I end up changing my mind about the subject because I had a whole story wrote for a different subject. And and then I... Do you know what we didn't talk about? What? Uh, What was the island called that Wonder Woman grew up on? See, I'm Marvel, not DC, so bear with me. She was an Amazonian. So... She's coming from Amazon. No. Because I, I went to say Povelia and I'm like, no, that's the quarantine island in It's something, something, a Rira or a Kira or. Themyscira? Themyscira. Themyscira. Yeah. 
Okay, so Wonder Woman's Island in time of scary. I really talking about that because when you were reading this, like I was like the intro it's to Wonder Woman. It's actually a really great way. Yeah, because there was a big force field thingy around that. So you can't see it get past, and then the clouds clear and, up. Yeah, and then somebody did actually say that they reckon that all the Irish gods actually live on this island. And so Irish gods are clearly a lot of Amazonian women. women. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, that's actually really good though because there, there's there's been diff- different depictions in different movies. I couldn't name more than the one you just mentioned, but there's always Wonder like, Woman, the movie. No, what was the other one? Journey to the Center? Of the, no, 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 no. Tomb Raider, the new movie. The sea would literally beat the holy bejesus out of any boats that tried to come anywhere near this island. And the island had all these jagged rocks that were literally facing away from the island so yeah. that any passing ships coming towards it would literally just get pierced. Like there's there's loads of movies and and old comics and old stories that have all these mysterious islands. So Ireland's not the first and we definitely won't be the last. I mean, I don't know, again, with Google Maps, how many hidden little islands that we'll see. It's not live, so I suppose it's kind of more so if we decided to go on holiday and you kind of think you see something off of Portadale Carmen. Have you had one too many cocktails? Yes, I definitely have. <laughs> I'm on holiday, I've had one too many. <laughs> we finish up there? I think we should. Okie dokie. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will, of course, include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on today's or any other episode, our socials are What's the Story Ghost on Instagram and What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. A Wonder Woman, I don't know the theme. Wonder Woman, she's mighty extreme. She jumps off a building backwards, but then they fast forward it and it looks like she's jumping up on a building. Wonder Woman, bye. For someone who didn't know the words to the song, you came. Improv was amazing. Well done, Steve. Well done. Well, you're up against the wall. You gotta jump off the back. Couldn't just not though. I, I, the only other thing in my head was the theme song from the Swiss. You know, really? Did you do that twice? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs>